0: our mission is to discuss extraction processing business practices and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process this is mission supercritical a service of apex supercritical the leading co2 extraction equipment manufacturer now here to navigate our broadcast is a u.s navy veteran and the founder and president of apex supercritical andy joseph
1: Okay, welcome to Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in cannabis and other, as we'll find out here today, industries. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining our show. Today's guest is Dr. Neil Draper from Artisan Extracts, located in Vancouver, British Columbia. Neil is a organic chemist with with a background in analytical testing, sorry about that, semiconductor manufacturing methods, and has been a chemistry instructor at Simon Fraser University. Currently, Dr. Draper is investigating CO2 extraction methods to support the development of his new product line for holistic personal care. Welcome to the show, Neil. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, so so Neil, you've been a uh, customer of Apex for for a while, and I think you're actually uh, one of the uh, folks who's been in my garage uh, at at one point in time when Apex was uh, just in the pole barn in my backyard. So appreciate the that loyalty. That is correct. Appreciate the loyalty. And appreciate you being on the uh, on the show today. Yes, certainly.
2: Uh, I remember coming in for training, and I believe you conducted about half of that training yourself.
1: Right, Sounds right. Good to come uh, up and- with you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate the uh, appreciate the loyalty and uh you know it's it, uh, it's always fun to talk to the guys that uh, go back to the olden days which really wasn't quite that long ago. Um, so <laughs> True. enough enough about me, let's talk about you. You know um, most of our customers are in the cannabis industry as I talked before, but you know you you've got a, a lot of experience uh with with other plants, other applications outside of cannabis. Um, how did you find your way into into plant extractions and, and you know you, met, you mentioned to me that cannabis is kind of just another plant to you? Talk to me about that. What, it, what is it about cannabis and or the other plants that, uh, that you find interesting, and how did you get your way into this, this holistic remedy area?
2: Uh, I guess I could start from
1: – well, we can start
2: with cannabis, uh, for example. Uh, I'm a uh, medical marijuana user. I have permits to do so. I have permits to cultivate. And it was a way for me to treat my anxiety and depression I should say, is a way for me to treat my anxiety and depression. And I really did not like the option of having to smoke material. Um, I used to be a smoker when I was younger and my body just does not like that kind of method of delivery anymore, but I certainly still enjoy the medicinal benefits of cannabis. And I was trying to find an alternative way of using my medicine and being the science person that i am i just did some investigations and i recalled reading an article back in my first year of university discussing the techniques of supercritical co2 extraction and this is probably back in 1991 so i broke out the old textbooks found some references and found my way to apex as a way of doing plant-based extracts and seeing if they would work as a way of me taking my medicine because our government here wasn't allowing for that at the time this is about eight years ago or so and the things worked actually wonderfully Uh, from there it was more like well this is just one plant let's take a look at some other plants i'm always interested in uh ethnobotany so what people have been using for, to treat ailments since time memorial and, start, and when they started keeping records. So I'm looking at old history textbooks for uh, information as to where to go from here with respects to other plants to use. So traditionally, you can think of, let's say, the English using lavender for a bunch of purposes. Uh, wound healing comes to mind. Uh, Calendula is another good one. Just two examples. Uh, and a lot of the compounds that the plants make, these secondary metabolites, or you'll hear in the cannabis community talking, t- talking about terpenes. And that's what I'm referring to by these secondary metabolites. They, they have a lot of functionality. Uh, they're small molecules. They can do lots of different things and that are beneficial. And so that just opened up a, a whole new world Uh, Of exploration, and this is what I'm doing at the moment.
1: Right, and and you know it's it's uh, it's no small feat. I mean, you've got your your PhD and you're an organic chemist. Um, You know, taking a taking a look at history books obviously is going to might clue you in. But uh, you know, you're you're doing some pretty spectacular things as you look at these plants, not only from the extraction standpoint, but then you know, kind of breaking them down. Where talk about a, a little bit about you know the the equipment and you know how extracts versus using the actual plant based um, you know the whole plant themselves you know the plant material how, what, what kind of differences are you seeing when you have an, an extracted material whether it's lavender or calendula uh, you know what what are you seeing as the difference from an extracted product versus a plant material product
2: um, I, I guess the it really depends on what compounds that you're looking for that are taking action. So if we take the example of, let's say coffee or tea, we're doing water extracts. And so the molecules we're looking to get after are water soluble for the most part, as opposed to something like supercritical CO2 extraction, which is very lipophilic and water-hating type extraction. And so you get a different window of compounds coming out during these extractions. And so it really depends on what you're trying to target or what families of compounds you're trying to target. And that should dictate what kind of extract or what kind of method of extraction that you want to use.
1: Right, uh-huh. and and uh, and and you originally started out with you know our, our smallest unit, our our fifteen hundred one liter system, and, you know again that was that's several correct. years ago, and uh, just Mason just recently made the uh, the the trip up to the introductory system, the I two thousand five LD. Have you found that that's helped you uh, expand your window?
2: Uh, yes, actually, the with the little units, it's a uh, very precarious balance to achieve uh, supercritical extraction without having, uh, let's say, carryover. You need to really fine-tune those little instruments in order to achieve that, which you can do, but it's a little trickier. And one very noticeable thing I've found with the I-2000 is the ease at which I can get into that, that bottom end of that regime uh, repeatedly. So it's, it's very nice and consistent. And so far with the initial testing that I've been doing, the quality of the extracts hasn't changed from what I've been seeing. And now I have more breadth as well. So I can right. further tune uh, the supercritical properties, basically the density of my solvent, in order to pull out slightly different fractions of materials just from doing the supercritical CO2 extraction.
1: And, and you mentioned bottom end of super bottom end of the of the regime you mean bottom end of the supercritical range so trying to get right on the edge of the the supercritical transition point
2: that's completely correct yes
1: I've, I, I do have my eyes on uh, on higher pressure equipment
2: just because it gives you more breadth so if I'm looking to extract molecules that are heavier uh, than what's traditionally looked for um, you would want to use something with a little more pressing power. So higher pressures and the ability of higher
1: temperatures. And and when you especially when you're talking about, you know, non-cannabis materials, you know, I I, I I'm not so oh, sure exactly. everybody is uh I'm not sure everybody's as as uh, familiar with or or you know understands the difference between, you know, kind of a low end supercritical versus a high end supercritical and the solvency power difference. But you know, in a nutshell, you're going to get different molecular weights out as, you know, you get higher and higher pressures, generally heavier molecular weights as you get higher temperatures, higher pressures. And that starts yeah. to actually become pretty important in, in what you're doing with other plants. You know, cannabis is, is, while one of the most challenging materials to work with because it's so sticky, it actually doesn't <laughs> need, doesn't need, you know, real strong solvency powers compared to other plant materials that, that really do kind of need those to get the target compounds.
2: That's correct. Uh, It's nice when you're dealing with smaller molecules, because uh, you have this breadth of uh, regimes that you can play with. They're they're all equally effective. Then you have to start looking at, well, what are the other compounds that are coming through? Are they desirable for the client or not? Um, Do I have to clean this up a little bit more than I normally would? Uh, But certainly the the higher pressures are really uh, crucial for let's say, doing an extract of the U-tree if I'm trying to isolate Taxol, which is an anti-cancer drug. Right, and uh, are, it's, a are very, you, uh... it's a very big, heavy molecule. It is also a terpene, but it's it's quite a lot bigger than what people are normally used to seeing in the cannabis industry.
1: And have you ex- explored, experimented at all or explored uh, using a co-solvent?
2: Uh, not a lot, actually. I think... I've dabbled in it a little bit, and the the only reason why not is that the instrumentation that we use, it's a very dynamic system. And so you get flow, continuous flow going from your extractor, where you're actually doing your extraction, to the separators where the your target molecules come out, and you've changed conditions such that now you're in you're out of the supercritical regime. You basically uh, have a CO2 gas, which is then recondensed, and that's cycled through. So in order to do, it, well, at least in my mind, in order to do, use a co-solvent properly, you'd need to in, be injecting a certain amount of cosolvent into your CO2 stream all the time. And I'm not set up for that at the moment, so it's one of the reasons why
1: I haven't explored it. Right. Do you think it'll be uh, helpful? Have you you got certain things in mind that you think uh, this is definitely going to need a co-solvent? Definitely. I'm sure
2: there are uh,
1: applications for that.
2: But especially when you're coming down to fine-tuning, let's say, a a larger process. And now you're looking at, well, am I getting every last bit that I reasonably can in optimizing a bigger system? So if, if I'm looking to do more of a... Instead of doing research, I'm doing like a setting up an industrial scale process, then I would certainly be looking at that a lot more extensively.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Great. So, uh, you know, super interesting. And, you know, uh, really, really interested in in the other plant materials. I I think a lot of the uh, the folks listening to this show um, probably are in the cannabis industry, but, you know, ask themselves, what's next? What else? What else can I do with this machine uh, outside of cannabis? And, you know, want to want to dive into that. But we're going to take a quick break and you know when we when we come back from the break we're let's dive into it. let's talk about you know some of these holistic remedies that you've been creating uh, with CO2 extraction
0: we'll regroup for more mission supercritical after we hear from our sponsors
2: company on the OTC symbol MCIG
3: at alternative vibes our core values of quality loyalty respect and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services whether you are looking for a more natural way of living shopping essential oils topicals and edibles or searching for a path towards achieving your goals we are your choice learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at alternativevibes.com bringing quality of living to life alternativevibes.com
0: in as little as four weeks, bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apekssupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on cannabisradio.com.
1: Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, today's guest is Dr. Neil Draper uh Neil so you know we we talked a little bit about your background and and how you found your way into you know kind of the cannabis industry as a patient but then really explored the other options um specifically other plants and other other holistic remedies um being an organic chemist and and spending a lot of time in the scientific community you know we we'll, what we tend to see is a lot of uh, a lot of disparity right some some folks are hardcore single compound other folks are you know whole plant extract and entourage effect Tell me a little bit about your your philosophy regarding single plant or single compounding versus whole plant uh not so much with cannabis but with some of these other um, other plant materials that you're extracting so i I wrestled with this this
2: philosophical concept quite some time when I was finishing up my graduate degree. The work, let's say, doing work for a pharmaceutical company is very interesting. And it's usually you're isolating, if you're working with natural products, or you're actually synthesizing an end target. You're making one compound, and to have that as pure as possible, and then using that in a formulation. Um, I'm not sure that's the right way to go. I always question that. And... I think there I don't think there is a silver uh, a single silver bullet that's going to treat what you need it to treat. Uh, life is a lot more complicated than that, and there are different ways to go around things uh, when you're treating ailments. This is the nice thing about looking at whole plant extracts is that you're getting far more than one compound in a typical extract you're looking at anywhere, well, depending on the plant, anywhere probably between about 40 and 200 different metabolites, terpenes, terpenoids that you're going to pull out, as well as other compounds. And these things all work together uh, for functionality to going after a particular ailment. Um, It's not just a one-prong approach, it's multi-pronged. So, Things that, let's say, a pathogen that's been around for millions of years has figured out a multitude of different ways to get at you. That's how it's existed for such a long time. So we need to use these more complicated approaches. But the nice thing is that plants already do this. They, they make a multitude of compounds that are very effective against this because they've been evolving with these pathogens for almost as long. And so now you can go about combating illness and disease with a a host of compounds simultaneously. So if the organism that you're trying to combat against has figured out the one pathway that you've blocked, uh, with a whole plant extract, you're blocking many pathways uh, for the pathogens' functionality. So it, right. it, it so, tends to be a more effective cure as well as being a lot easier on one system as opposed to, let's say, a single synthetically compounded drug.
1: Right. Mother Nature has been around for a long time. And, uh, it, you know, you could argue, argue that there's been a lot of experimentation from Mother Nature for for a very, very long time. I, I heard a theory one time uh, that, you know, the reason that we single compound so much, you know, one, it's obviously easier to to try to study the effects of a single compound Realizing that you remove the entourage effect in the, in the process, but part of the reason why we're so inclined to do single compounding is because of the FDA process, and you—it's know, very complex. With just a single compound drug, you know, when you start getting multiple compounds together, the FDA process becomes almost impossible to get through. Would you uh, would you kind of agree with that assessment, or or uh, maybe not? Oh,
2: oh uh, well, I certainly agree with the statement. Yes, it's way more difficult if you're trying to get fda approval or uh, the same thing in canada uh, health canada's approval for uh, for medication uh, under those rules because those rules are set up for single formulated products so it it, to me it doesn't have sense to actually go about approving something that's a whole plant uh, remedy in under those rules it's just not the same thing it's it's uh It should be dealt with under, there are a different set of rules for natural remedies and let's say nutritional supplements and herbal remedies. They have their Mm -hmm. own regulations that, uh, that should be used for these particular instances, including cannabis. I think part of the reason why it's such a difficult thing to get across to governments is that they're trying to like put that square peg in a round hole. It just isn't. It, it's not made to do that. They would be better off to categorize it like it should be. It. What is this? It's a plant. <laughs> You're doing a whole plant extract. Right. So it right. should be treated under those rules, like uh, herbal remedies. That, right. that, To me, has m- much more sense. But yeah. Well, and, and, and so there's push and pull in the government, and it it uh, it takes a long time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, right. It, and it, it's a it's a challenging process. It's you know, and it, it's not scientific. And it. it's hard to regulate it when you don't have you know nice square edges all the way around it. Uh, you know, it's kind of fluffy. And and you know, you can you can put your shoes put yourself in the shoes of the regulator and say, yeah, this would be pretty tough to to regulate. Um, by the same token, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that we because I think we tend to drive ourselves to single compounding more often than than just trusting the plant and trusting mother nature. Um it sounds a little hippie-ish sometimes, but it's I think is the truth. Now, I, I terpene, completely terpenes agree with are you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know, terpenes yeah. are all the rage in the cannabis world now. I think that you know, it, it 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 seems like it's almost a new discovery, but they've been around for for very very long time. Working with with other plant materials besides cannabis, do you see the the terpenes um, having as much importance, or maybe even more importance, from a medicinal foundation than you know cannabinoids and and cannabis?
2: Uh, it's uh, different plants, but you're doing the same kind of thing. So all those terpenes of these other plants, and a lot of them share a lot of these terpenes. They're very simple molecules. Many different plants make the same compounds. That's the wonderful thing about these small molecules. So you can get uh, medicinal effectiveness and action from, depending on where you're living, you can look at what grows there and find a, a suitable plant for what you need. Typically, now this is I'm, I'm being very general in saying this, but this is traditionally how people have figured things out. Uh, th- there's more one way there's more than one way to go about this to get effective treatment using different plants, but you're effectively getting the same or very similar terpene profiling from different plants. And so you can combat different ailments or the same ailment using the different plants. It, it works out.
1: Right. Right. And, okay. So, and, and, you know, recognizing that terpenes, the same terpenes essentially, or the same combination of terpenes are available in multiple plants. Have you worked at all on, on sort of the fractionation of those terpenes from the remaining molecules in the plants with your CO2 systems? Uh, I've been looking at
2: uh, basically some fractionation. So uh, just outside of the, uh, let's say, after a supercritical c o two process. so I get a raw extract, I'll remove the wax uh, through winterization, and then I'll have an interesting starting material that then I can fractionate uh, if I want and and largely uh, when I'm doing analysis, I'm doing that anyway, but just on a very small scale. So fractionation is more for particular clients. So if I have a client in the fragrance industry who would like a particular whole plant extract, but they would like some of the terpenes removed because they're quite reactive and it changes the odor. So they're looking for stability of an extract. And so they deterpenate. Now that doesn't mean that you're removing all of these secondary metabolites. Some of them remain because the most reactive ones are the ones that are not functionalized. So you do have terpenoids there and they tend to be a lot more stable and they also contribute to odor and flavor.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so when, when you say, when you say functional, what what do you mean by that? Uh,
2: Functionalized. So, um, terpenes are basically sets of isoprene units. They're sets of molecules that are five carbons in length with, uh, a certain amount of conjugation, so double bonds within that structure. And then you can put these things together in in a variety of different ways depending on how many of these units that you have to play with. Uh, I'm sure people have heard monoterpenes, so those sort of are the very small ones. They're 10 units in length. And the next set up are 15, so you got three isoprene units. And most of these are are the ones that cannabis makes. Now you can get very, very big by just keep stringing these units together. Uh, and you get things like uh, beta carotene, which is, everyone knows, I believe that it's the what, what makes carrots orange and mm-hmm. what makes pumpkins orange. It's a basic building block for humans to make vitamin A. That's why it's good for us to eat our carrots. Okay. So functionalized is, is basically your... Now you're getting rid of some of that conjugation, and introducing other atoms. So, oxygen would be the easiest one.
1: Got That's it. what I mean Got by it.
2: functionalization.
1: Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, quick, uh, quick ochem lesson for us here again. Going back to my college days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I never did well at chemistry, to be perfectly honest. But uh, I, I get it. That was a, a great explanation. Take it back to, to artisan extracts. So you you've you've got these extracts. You're you've got these combinations of, of compounds and, and plant extracts. What kind of product offerings do you uh, do you have through artisan extracts that, that people can find these these great remedies?
2: Uh, so we're we're looking at very basic ailments that people find themselves having to deal with on a regular basis. And that's what we're targeting for. So simple things, uh, things like, let's say, athlete's foot, um, minor cuts and bruises, uh, getting rid of hematomas. I'm looking also at skin regeneration, so getting rid of scar tissue. Uh, just to give you some examples. Um, anti-cancer is a is a large one that I find very interesting. Um, my mom passed away of cancer a couple of years ago, so I'm very keen on on looking at that avenue, there's a, a multitude of ways to go about these things. Um, it's always important to have good feedback when you're doing this uh, having yeah yeah you you need analytical feedback. there's no way around it. you need to know what's in there, and it's the only way I can think of doing that very efficiently and quickly. Uh, so right now we're just on the on the verge of having products up for market. So I've been, it's been strictly R and D now for about five years or so. And we're just taking that next step.
1: And, and by next step, I mean product launch and, uh, and and taking all the products to market. Exactly, yes.
2: and making yeah, sure we have the proper approval by Health Canada and yeah
1: yeah that's great. congratulations on that. that's a five years of r and d uh, and going out is it uh, is wracking or is it uh, you're going, oh man, it's finally finally here. I'm glad it's here.
2: A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I just can- more things on 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 the palate. but uh, it's good to see the fruits of your labor. It's good and it's good to have uh, when we're doing uh, personal testing feedback to have having a product that's actually effective and that's working beyond the the means that you would envision. So it's working better than you ever thought it would. That's what I find most interesting. And and seeing that you can't... uh, I remember the first time using a formulation for uh, bruises and cuts and using calendula. And it was amazing how quickly it would cause those hematomas to go away Uh, within 24 hours the size of let's say a bruise would be reduced by half basically mm. overnight it was remarkable
1: i'd never seen anything like that before yeah no that's incredible yeah hopefully that's uh hopefully mm. that's one of the the products that you have I put it on uh, put it, it on my is. kids when, they, when they get a, <laughs> put it on one of my kids when they get a big noggin in the head if they fall off the skateboard or something like that <laughs> exactly so, hey that's great uh all right so so Neil, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, I want to talk to you about your favorite plants. Uh, you know, you've done a lot of really interesting stuff. You've actually had conversations, multiple conversations, with my wife about um, you know different holistic remedies and different plants and the properties they have. I want to know what your favorite plants are. We're going to talk about your favorite plants and you know what kind of properties you found from them when we come back from the break.
0: We'll regroup for more Mission super critical after we hear from our sponsors.
3: Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano-emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the
2: conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter.
0: Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical. only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, today's guest, Dr. Neil Draper from Artisan Extracts. Uh, so, you Neil, know, we we talked in the first part about you know your your transition into the cannabis industry. Talked the second section there a little bit more uh, details. Got into some some OChem uh, <laughs> OChem reminders from our, our college days, <laughs> and um, so you know want to talk now about some of the more interesting plants that you've extracted, what are your favorite plants? Uh, you know, what, what what is the, you know, your most favorite plant that you you find from an extraction standpoint? And is you know, what's the what's the property, what's the benefit of it that you found and why do you like it so much?
2: Well, I'm gonna to have to start and say uh, cannabis has to be one of these top five on my lists because it's something that I use on a regular basis and it's a very effective treatment. And uh, another one I would say would be calendula just for its wound healing capabilities. Um, very interested in neem. It's a, it's a particular tree that grows in primarily in S- South Asia. So you'll find a lot of it in India. Um, people there refer to it as nature's pharmacy. I would say it's probably getting on to almost equivalent to cannabis in the types of maladies you can treat with the neem tree. Now it doesn't have any psychoactive material in it. Uh, so it's not going to get you high, but the other terpenes and terpenoids in there uh, have great medicinal benefit and value. So it's, it's definitely on my, my top five list at the moment. Yeah. Neem, neem. It, uh... it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to answer that question every time. I, the more I do research, the more I find different plants I've never come across and I actually extract them, the more I'm amazed. And it, it's just, I feel like a kid in a candy store, nature's a little candy store.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so There's so, you, so you many things it, out there. It's, right, it's you, almost You, you get some material, you- you get some material, you grind it up, you put it through the extractor, and and uh, you, you got that. you've been supplied, surprised by any of the uh, any of the effects of the concentrated extracts versus the plants?
2: Um, certainly, depending on what you're looking to target. so if if you're if what you need is a water-soluble component, then no, it's not going to do what you think it's going to do. Um, the whole plant will be better than the the c o two extract. Now, if you're looking at something that's lipophilic, then it, the opposite is true. The, I'm always finding these extracts. If I'm looking at a lipophilic fraction, just to be fantastic, uh, I'm always amazed at the quality of material that I that I can produce uh, right. from the whole right. plant and, materials and, 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 and I know you've, that are I know very had... representative of the actual whole plant.
1: Yep, yep, and I know I know you've had a lot of conversations with uh, with my wife about actually uh, about (laughs) lavender. Uh, You know, she she'll get off the phone and say, "Oh, Dr. Draper just told me all about lavender. It's great. I got to extract it. I got to extract it." So our, our our garage used to smell like lavender quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> <Makes me smile>. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly so all right well so Sunil we're we're unfortunately we're out of time uh really appreciate you being on the show today what's the what's the best way for anybody who's listening or anybody who's interested to find artisan extracts
2: uh, the best way would be to contact us through the website
1: and you can find that at
2: artisanextracts.ca so I guess www artisanextrex.ca
1: All one word, okay. And if somebody wanted to contact you uh, about neem oil or lavender or anything else, what would be the best way to contact you? Uh,
2: Probably through the website as well.
1: Okay. Okay, great, great. Well, again, thanks, Neil. I appreciate you being on the show and uh, being a guest today on Mission Supercritical. Look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today and other industries, as we've heard from from Dr. Draper here. Hope he can join us. And until then, happy extracting.
3: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.